You're listening to the Theology of Music podcast, the only podcast where we unpack the good and sometimes bad theology in the songs that we sing. My name is Joel. Welcome again to the Theology of Music podcast. My name is Joel, and today uh, I'm still a little tired. So done recording as far as being in the studio and doing tracking. Uh, we have a few more edits to make for songs, but they are basically done. I'm actually taking a break from listening to the songs just because uh, I don't know if, you, if you're a listener and you've recorded anything. Really, once you get to the end of the process of the mixing and the editing, it's really hard at times to still, you know, be extremely excited about the songs because you're just, your mode is, and your mentality is just picking apart and picking apart and picking apart and picking apart. And so um, I, I just knew that I needed to take a break from doing that, from picking apart the songs so I can come back with them, come back to them when we do that and have more of uh, excitement around the songs and, and stuff like that. And so, so that's where I'm at right now. And, uh, I'm still recovering from the four weekends away and getting in at one and falling asleep at two and just, you know, it's exhausting. So that's my little boohoo moment. But what was cool was, so I found this song, uh, it's brand new and it was recommended by a friend, uh, Cliff, who you've known. And, uh, I listened to the album of the, of this title song on, um, on my way down this past time, and I really loved this song. So this song is called Hymn of Heaven. It's by Phil Wickham, and um, I listened to it quite a lot on the way back, just kind of really enjoying the song. Now, I will I will say, um, having finished being in the studio and, you know, trying to get out of that, that nitpicky mindset and then hearing Phil Wickham songs can be a little discouraging because Phil Wickham is... As much flack as I've given him about his fast songs always sounding the same, uh, he is a really good songwriter. Uh, and he and other people who have worked together to write songs have created a lot of really good songs. I mean, many of the songs that, that churches sing today are Phil Wickham songs, and they're not bad songs. Right now, like I said, I, I would joke on him about his fast songs sounding very similar, but for the most part, the this album proves me wrong. A lot of the songs are different, um, and and the fast songs don't sound the same, which is really cool. Uh, and so it's it's a really good album. I would say "Hymn of Heaven," which is the album as well, is a great album. And I have a feeling that many of the songs in this album will be songs that churches sing. And if song if and if churches sing this song, "Hymn of Heaven," they would do really well. So, "Hymn of Heaven" was written by. Phil Wickham, Chris Davenport, who's from Hillsong, Brian Johnson, who's from Bethel, and now this—if you're a anti-Bethel person, you might not do this song, even though it's so good. Because Bill Johnson, who is the pastor, and I've said is heretic, um, it is and is. Uh, he also is a co-writer. He's credited as a co-writer, but Phil Wickham is the main writer on this, and Chris Davenport and, and Brian Johnson. So this song is all about heaven, and I, I think before I even look at the words, I think. We need to, um, we need to remember that this world is not the end all be all, right? And in this song, makes me excited for heaven. And I don't know about you, I wrestle with being excited for heaven. I wrestle with having an eternal mindset or perspective, because I love my family. I love 
life with my wife and my kids. And I mean, that was really big for me being away every single weekend for three days and just not seeing them and not being near my kids, especially Nora, because Nora really likes me right now. Lucy still really likes me, but she's kind of in that independent stage. stage, And so Nora is still very excited to see me every moment I I open I I open a door and she sees me like she just loves me and I it's great um, and so it's lighting up my life and there's my temptation is often to see what I have in front of me with my kids and my wife and my life here on earth as the best that it's gonna get rather than seeing heaven as so much better and I, I think that happens to to us when we are enjoying the blessing of the Lord, common grace and stuff like that. And and we, we look at heaven as, ah, yeah, it's, it'll be cool when we go. But we don't really see it as the beauty that it, that it really is. And then there's also on the other side, we have people who are suffering, right, from illness and physical disability and, you know, hardship and, and you name it, right? And in those moments, you see heaven as finally the relief that you've been begging and dying for almost literally and the danger though with that mindset is to see heaven as simply a way to to be free from your pain here so you're still looking at earth and this life as the end all be all because this is so bad that oh my gosh if heaven can just come now then i'll be happy and in in the end though you're looking at this the common verse in Revelation 21, which says he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the older things will have passed away. Right. You see that as, okay, I will have relief. And so heaven now is just relief rather than this, which as Philicum says in first first, how long, how I long to breathe the air of heaven where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets to look upon the one who bled to save me and walk with him for all eternity. Right. Yes, there will be pain. There won't be any pain. Yes, you will have mercy. But the goal and the greatness of heaven is where we, there will be a day where we all bow before him. This is the course. There will be a day when death will be no more standing face to faith with he who died and rose again. Holy, holy is the Lord, right? It's, it's about being there with the Lord because Verse two, every prayer we prayed in desperation, the songs of faith we sang through doubt and fear, in the end, we'll see that it was worth it when he returns to wipe away our tears. Because on that day, verse three, we join the resurrection. We stand beside the heroes of the faith with one voice, a thousand generations sing, worthy is the lamb who was slain, right? One of the things that makes this song so powerful is that it puts all of the perspective that we need to have into the song, the eternal perspective. Yes, there is relief from pain. Yes, everything we prayed for, we'll see that it was worth it and it'll wipe away those tears and there won't be any death anymore. But we'll be face to face with God. Like this song gets me so excited for heaven because it's it's forcing me to see and, and sing about the truth that that we will shout the hymn of heaven, as he says, with angels and saints, we'll raise a mighty roar, glory to God who gave us life beyond the grave, holy, holy is the Lord. And so I, I, I love this song for that reason, right? There, I don't know if you know, there, there's not really many good songs about heaven, right? You've got, you've got the classic songs like, I can only imagine what the day will be like, which isn't a bad song, it's just old. Uh, you've got songs like Revelation Song. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest ones that people have sang 
in recent years is Revelation Song, which is a great song. I love that song. I think that song was really good uh, and in its inception, and I think it's still a good song to sing because it's true. Like this, this is the song that's already being sung now, which I think Hills, uh, not Hills on Phil Wickham does really well. Another song that did that really well uh, was You Hold Me Now, a song by Hillsong, right? Now that one focuses more on the being being freed from everything we're we're dealing with and and we what we're the the pain of this world right you know and so you you have cho- choruses that talk about like no weeping no hurt or pain no suffering you hold us now right that kind of thing uh and in in revelation songs more of the scripture right that we're going to sing holy is the lord right holy holy uh, is the Lord God Almighty who was and is to come, right? That So you're going to sing more of those things. And I think Hymn of Heaven is probably the best song about heaven yet because it 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 unpacks those truths, but it points us back to the fact that it's Christ, though, who made that happen through his death on the cross, which is key, right? And, and I wish that there was a verse, though, that talked about that the goodness of this world still won't compare. To, to the to the greatness of heaven and being in, in the Lord's presence and the songs that we will sing there, right? Because that's that's my wrestle, right? My, now, I'm not saying Phil Wickham has to write a song for me, but if we write a lot of songs about the suffering of this world and how heaven will be relieved from it. And Hymn of Heaven by Phil Wickham does a better job unpacking that and putting it in the right perspective. But I think we also need to remember and write songs that give us an eternal perspective when things are good, right? There are many times in our life when things will be really good and we will be tempted to not look at heaven and the Lord and and the life after the grave, at life beyond the grave, as Phil Wickham says, as so much better. Because when we see that in that light, then we will look at the things of this world, the things that we have been blessed with, the common graces that we have in the perspective of eternity, and we'll appreciate them in a better way. But we'll also remember that we have to hold them with open hands, right? We can't hold them as close-fisted as many of us do, right? When This is where idolatry comes from when it comes to our work and our family. And this is why sometimes when, when the Lord rips the good from our life, we lose faith and we denounce our faith, right? This is why deconstructing, that I was talking about in the last week, why it's so prevalent at times and why uh, right now there's a lot of deconstructing going on because people see the hardship of this world, whether it's through the the race issues, whether it's through um, the the discontin- discontinuity between some churches and how they're supposed to be loving and, and, and caring for people in their flock, right? And, and, and even just the hardships of suffering and pain and illness and all that kind of stuff and war and disease and COVID, right? All that kind of stuff. And people see that and because they don't see the eternal perspective, right, of there, this isn't everything. Being together with the God of creation who took on flesh, dwelt among us, and was slain so that we could then be with him, right? And so that we could enjoy eternal, beautiful harmony and fellowship with him, right? Then we will see everything that comes into our path that's negative and We'll see it as formidable. We'll see it as too great, as overwhelming. And then we will either lose faith or 
or grow in our faith. And if we lose faith, then it's God that's the problem. It's not our perspective that's the problem. It's God, it's the world that's too great for God. And if the world's too great for God and God's not great enough, then who is God really God, right? That's that's where we deconstruct because the, the situation is is bigger than the eternal property of our soul, if that makes sense, right? We're seeing the situation as far greater in weight than the eternal property of our soul, meaning that before the world was made, God destined us to be with him, right? And he purchased our salvation on the cross through his son, and our soul goes beyond the grave. And that soul, that that essence, that property will be taken up into glory by Christ, and that will it, that will be a glorious and wonderful day, right? And so I'm so happy that I was sent this song because this song makes me excited about heaven when I sing it, because he does a really good job marrying music, right, melody with the lyrics, which is something that as a songwriter myself. I desperately try to do. I want the lyrics to be powerful and to be able to stand on their own, yes, but I also want the melody to not get in the way. I want it to make the lyrics sing, no pun intended, right? And so I I think this song is a needed song in our churches. And I and I hope that and I I I probably know that what's really going to happen is a lot of people are going to choose, right? Battle Belongs, they're already doing that song off the album, but they're going to choose House of the Lord and Reason I Sing, which are the fast songs on the album. I think there's more, uh, but those are the ones that come to mind. They're going to choose those songs because they're fast and they're good. They're quality songs that have quality lyrics and they're and it's so hard to find just a good, catchy, fast song that's not, you know, the same thing over and over and over and over and over, and over again and just has no substance to it. My I, And I think the dilemma is going to be that people might skip over this song, and I really hope they don't, because I think Phil Wickham has been trying to market this song in music video and even on his tour that he's going to be doing, that this is, this is the song of the album, because it is the title track. And I'm hoping that his efforts to make this song stand out more than the songs that are the singles he released to hype up the album, like Battle Belongs, that these this will be the song that people sing in their church because it's not that the other songs aren't good but i think this song is more needed than battle belongs and reason i sing i think this song today in our culture in our climate and our context is necessary for us because it it should if you are letting the song do its job it should make you excited about heaven and it should like turn your eyes the song right it should help you see the things of this world go strangely dim because you've turned your eyes upon not jesus on the cross but jesus ascended and sitting at the right hand of god in heaven interceding for you right now who had paid the price for you on the cross to make a way for you to be joined with him in glory in heaven, right? I hope that this song helps you turn your eyes upon that Jesus, right? Not just the Jesus that came, but the Jesus that is waiting for us in heaven and is going to call us home. Amen? So I hope that this encourages you. This is a shorter episode, but this this song is so good and I hope that you spend a lot of time listening to it and it is it is such a beautiful song and 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 
what a day that will be when every knee will bow in, before Christ and acknowledging his lordship. But how beautiful would it, will it be for us when we get to be with him in heaven? And yes, we have goodness here. We have blessing here, but nothing will ever compare to what it will be like singing together with the heroes of the faith. I love that line. And the saints that have come before us and the angels in heaven, right? Singing, holy, holy is the Lord. As always, guys, I, like I said, I hope this encourages you. I hope you have a great Lord's Day in corporate worship this coming Sunday. And if you have any comments or any more song suggestions, um, of which I've already gotten some from you guys, you know, please just email me at theologyandmusic at gmail.com. But with that, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day, a wonderful Lord's Day, and uh, a great fourth. I hope you guys celebrate and have a great time with your family and stay safe. No, uh, please don't lose any fingers on, on the fourth. Um, or play uh, the Harry Potter game where you shoot Roman candles at each other, which actually I think that's really cool, but I'm not condoning that. But I also think that's really cool. If you've seen that um, that that video on YouTube, you should go look it up. It's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> have a great day, guys. See you later. <laughs>